0: Department of the Observer. This is the recap. I'm Ryan Peters, and I'll be hosting this episode of the Observer's News Podcast, serving Notre Dame, St. Mary's, and Holy Cross. Over the past week, the university has seen a slight uptick in positive COVID-19 cases. The seven-day moving average has increased from 16.4 as of March 20th to 17.9 as of March 26th. Students with surveillance testing dates next Friday, Saturday, or Sunday will be rescheduled in observance of Easter. The university recently announced that they will receive enough doses of the Pfizer vaccine for all students to be vaccinated in mid-April. Students are encouraged to use the on-campus vaccination site when available. Now it's time for this week's major news stories. In partnership with the Indiana Department of Health and St. Joseph County Health Department, the university held a mass vaccination clinic at the Compton Family Ice Arena on Friday and Saturday. With the help of medical professionals, the National Guard, university officials, city and county police forces, and volunteers, 5,760 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine were administered during the two-day outdoor drive through clinic. Deputy Health Officer for St. Joseph County, Mark Fox, said the streamlined process at the clinic allowed the process to be much more efficient than those of other local efforts.
1: It's essentially 240 doses per hour um, for 12 hours a day. By comparison, um, you know the, the biggest vaccine site in the county right now is the county health department site at St. Hedwig, um, which is doing about 1,100 doses a day. So we're doing 5,000 doses a week, 5,000 to 5,500 a week. So this does a week's worth of vaccination in two days.
0: Fox said the state was in charge of most of the planning for the clinic, but the university provided staff to help with the traffic management and volunteers to serve as interpreters for Hispanic County residents receiving the vaccine.
1: Notre Dame was helping recruit mostly students or, or faculty and staff who could be interpreters as we expect there could be a significant Hispanic population coming. And so, um, you know, we put out a call for volunteers for that and had an overwhelming response.
0: Transitioning into dorm news now, Pascarilla West Hall is currently holding their signature event, P-Dubs Closet, in a virtual format. The event, which began March 22nd and runs through April 2nd, consists of the women of Pasquerilla West collecting clothing donations from each dorm and selling each item for $1 to $5. All proceeds and unsold items are donated to the South Bend Center for the Homeless. This year, the pandemic has forced the event to be held virtually through Instagram. Junior and Event Commissioner Maria Teal said the virtual format has allowed the event to reach more people and collect more clothes.
1: Yeah, we actually just extended our sale period. It used to be only one week, but we've actually bumped it up to two weeks because we have so many great things we want to sell.
0: Some items that are deemed more appropriate to be donated, such as winter gear, are not resold to students and go straight to donation. Due to the increase in donations, sophomore hall president Mara Hagaboom said they're looking for other organizations to donate clothes to in order to avoid overwhelming the Center for the Homeless.
1: We thought that might overwhelm whatever system that they have for clothing donations there. Um, so we're gonna definitely look into partnering with some of the other places we've, we've worked with before, like St. Margaret's House or Hope Ministries Then,
0: In our final story for the week, When Notre Dame professor Kara Akobach became frustrated with the available options for science kits for children online, she decided to make her own. Akobach started out by just creating a kit with a manual and ingredients as a birthday gift for her niece. However, she quickly found that there was a high demand for science projects for kids stuck at home due due to the pandemic. Akobach has now developed 28 different experiments and used funding to buy materials that families may not have access to. And then it was that accessibility that made me sit and think like, well, great, they can access the lab manual, but can they access the magnets or the borax or the benzoic acid or like the, the iron oxide powder? That, so there were several levels of like, well, they can't get the material. So what good does it do? In order to reach the needs of as many children as possible, Akobach and fourth year graduate student Morgan Munson paid to have the manual translated to Spanish. Here's Munson. So one of the things that we did uh, with our first round of funding was actually paid a translator uh, to translate the whole manual into Spanish. And not only did that help to serve the population here in South Bend, but it's also now re-released online on CARES website for free for anyone around the world to access. With the help of the Science Policy Initiative at in Notre Dame, the Eck Institute for Global Health, and the HAMS Bookstore, AcoBach has now given 150 kits to St. Adalbert's School and 500 to the St. Joseph County Library. That's all for this episode of The Recap. Join us next week for a new summary of the major headlines on the Notre Dame, St. Mary's, and Holy Cross campuses. Signing off from the Observer News Department, I'm Ryan Peters.